Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me. Not as always. Nope. A new exciting curveball. This week only, Andy Frasco. What up, Doc? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Man, I'm so excited. Excited. I'm, this is way better than just doing a phone. That's right. It is. I had to convince my band a little bit, like, because it's their day off, and normally they yeah. like to just watch porn. What? And, like, <laughs> you know, get in there, you know, just stay in their hotel. Yeah. I was like, no, we got to do this. So thanks for inviting me. Yeah, man. Can't wait to be your co-host. I'm like your stunk I'm <laughs> <laughs> for the next hour or two, whatever we're doing. I'm, a, I'm excited because, like, you get to take us behind the curtain now of rock. Say what? Let's go. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Yenta. I'll talk. Doc. Making killer records. Yes! Rocking the crowds. I saw just actually, what was that? Was that last night that you were crowd surfing there? Hmm. Yeah, I did a crowd surf. Um, and I broke the <laughs> the ceiling. Yeah. I, well, I noticed like <laughs> you were. was crazy. You were going and it was a little bit. It was, it was a little short. tight. Yeah. So I just, I did that. We did that once where we were on a boat. And uh, we did a, we rented a boat, and they had that you know that really mm-hmm. cheap styrofoam style yeah. uh, f- uh, floor ceilings. And I don't know what happened. I got so I've been taking like a, I've been microdosing mushrooms for the last <laughs> year, like every day. And uh, well, not every like four days on, um, three days off, and uh, I just I got it's a little too, too much, much. <laughs> a little too much, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I cut back to the end of the show. The whole floor, or, or the whole ceiling, is broken down. Just, oh. just tore like all. Yeah, the way and through. I thought I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, I owe like I'm gonna owe like so much money, and they just <laughs> gotta put back. It's put fine. We'll back put- on. It's not. I'm like, okay, well, that's good to know. So, I guess aren't they're not that expensive. So now I'll just break those things. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Confidence. Then I like it. Professional partier. So you are on your tour right now, and you seem like you've been getting pretty jazzed about this tour here. Yes. The, the, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. The Royal Rumble with Big Something. So tell me about this tour. So we hired a comedian to open the show, Kyle Ayers. Nice. Conan O'Brien, yeah. Comedy Central and stuff. And then we're switching off every couple nights of who headlines, but we're basically doing the same amount of time, and it's basically a wrestling. We have chairs. We have <laughs> bent, like uh, tables. We're going through tables Jeez. and stuff, and nice. we're doing like guest sit-ins like who wear masks and we unveil the mask <laughs> like and we had like billy strings last week and yeah like, i saw that we got a lot of big uh special guests coming through nice, the next man. three weeks so it's like it's kind of nice and it's just fun because like each band could take the belt you know because the audience picks what band oh takes the belt. oh they get to choose Say yeah and it's like a ladder match and the belts are up top <laughs> can the can the guest get the like the guest oh, yeah. So like if you win the battle, then you're you're the guitar player, the drummer, or the bass player for the next song. Oh, and like so basically, if my band loses, then we have to have two of their guys play in our band. Word. <laughs> 
And hopefully, and we normally they don't, do. They can they? Yeah, dude. Okay. They're so good, okay. dude. I mean, okay. Big Something is so good. Yeah. They are. They have are. You heard them play? I have. They're great, man. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know how big they're. Pretty big out here in the southeast, huh? They're getting there. They're yeah. definitely getting there. They're known for sure. Um, I noticed you got so you got thirty nine shows. For 2020 already. Wait, what? 39. Just right now, because I know you're going to add a lot. And yeah, that's we, that's just getting to, to July so yeah, far. Yeah, we confirmed about uh, 210 wow. that we haven't announced. So we haven't announced 160. Wow. Wow. So you're back. You're obviously up to your regular, I, I maybe a little bit more. I know for sure I'm doing, I know for sure I'm doing another 120. Jeez. And then I'm going to see how my heart <laughs> handles another 40. Because uh, they're all really big shows. The only problem with like doing this many shows now is every show is so big. true. Yeah. It used to be like, oh, you know, we're not that big in X. You know, get a little city X and, you know, on a Tuesday, I'll chill out. But yeah. I'm like forced to. F- well, they know you. Yeah. That's that's one of the things. They know your energy. And you yeah. now now you've set the bar this high. You can't come in. With oh, dude. I of hard <laughs> but you know it's okay because you know like you know mamba mama mentality you gotta go at it you gotta go i love it i love it man it. well one of the shows one of the last shows that you actually have posted right now is floyd fest mm-hmm. and i was asking you before we came on there if you'd ever done that and you said no no but virginia dog some i love that state yeah. well, I, I, are you I, from there i am from there i am from that so i'm the i'm County beside Floyd Is that County. Like near Roanoke? It's a little bit down the way. So it's about 45 minutes away from Roanoke. Tell me what what what, what was your life like in Roanoke? Uh, well, it's uh it's it's country five. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, I noticed one time you were in it was a while back. You were in upstate New York at a festival and it really reminded me of the area of yeah, where I'm from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like treesy and like very tree rolling hills and mountains and what then would you do to party out there? Would you go in like the woods and you like, go you go to field parties, man. Like what? That's, like what do you bring? Like you bring a big old Nas tank. Well, some some people will bring you know moonshine. Some people will just bring beer, you know. But yeah, it's it's that, it's surprising what will show up. That's the crazy thing about you know Southerners, dog, because. Y'all like grew up drinking moonshine. Mm-hmm. I grew up drinking Bud Light and <laughs> just some of <laughs> dog. And- well, it depends. It depends on who you meet in the South, where you meet it. But in in Appalachia, in those mountains, I just think of like dazed and confused. Where like <laughs> sweet, y'all all can- right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, I first of all love that movie. It's one of my one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Um, but yeah, it's I, I think you'll like it. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean Floyd is definitely your vibe. It's I'm late. pumped, dude. It's a it's a it's a happy vibe. It's a it's a tie dyed place. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a place. Yeah, uh, yeah. People were throwing at me at the last show. It was awesome. I'm like, give me all your mushrooms. <laughs> I, forget, I was like, because I kind of do that sometimes when I'm a little obnoxious, get a little drunk. I'm like, I'll trade. Go to the merch table. You buy one, get one. If you bring us mushrooms, we'll give you two T-shirts. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a good deal. No, it's a I good deal. You what, when you're in desperate, when you're in desperate needs. Now I will. I will say though, it's it's interesting because it's not exactly your 
music there. Well, like predominantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the lineup. It's different. Because when you, if you go to Floyd when Floyd Fest isn't happening, it's 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 folksy. It, oh, like it's like songbirds and stuff. It's pretty much all like you can every week in Floyd you can go listen to a fiddle fest. Hold on, it's in Floyd, Virginia. Floyd, that's Virginia. Why Floyd Fest, not a yeah. guy named Floyd. No. It's Floyd County. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's it. We have a band member in our, our bass player's name is Floyd. Oh, well, that's his fest then. He's going to be pumped. Yeah. I was about to say, that's it, man. I think I think you're going to have a good time. So though. true. I think, I think it's going to be a good time, just like this show is going to be a good time. Doc, I'm pumped up, dude. Like what? You got a drum set in here. You're going to do a drum solo, dog? We could. <laughs> we could at any time. Anytime, man. Anytime. <laughs> I've been playing the drums for 12 years, man. Shut up, Actually, really? probably long. Yo, give me yeah, a drum longer. solo. A lot longer than that. I'd have to turn it on. Oh, okay. I don't have yeah, it hooked up. Time. All right. Yeah. Next commercial break. We'll get it. We'll get it. You ready to fire it up, though? I'm fired up. All right. Let's get it. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Um, okay. Andy, you're not aware. aware uh, our our listeners are aware. We got a segment called birthdays. That's a fact. So, I describe an individual that was born on this day, and you have to guess who that person was. Are you ready? Yeah. Happy birthday, Mr. And it can be anybody. And as long as they were born on Could February, because it's my birthday, February twelfth, eleven. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, oh, I now. turned 32. Man, Magic Johnson number. Yeah, dude. The MJ, dog. Nice. Nice. Man, how were you sad? You're a basketball fan. How sad were you about the Kobe stuff? I was I was very sad. I was blown away. I was right here, actually. I was in the studio. I was working on uh, the show, and um, all of a sudden, my phone you know, lit up, and it, I got a Washington Post and it just said Kobe Bryant had died 41. I was like, what the f***? What? And I was just so like, is it, is, it's Kobe. You just don't think, you, you don't think, think Kobe. For, for 150 years. Yeah, and the thing that made me sort of the most sad about it was that almost more so than, I don't know, almost more so than any uh, Hall of Famer, he seemed... He seemed happier than anybody as far as his retirement. Yeah, like he was actually getting in a vibe with his kids. That's a fact. He was actually getting in a vibe with his family. You know, like he was so obsessed with work like I am and yeah. like you are. Yeah. And like you brought your whole you brought your whole show down here. Man. Yeah. That's so impressive. Like MJ2. MJ, yeah. like, he's still obsessed with his work. I bet his oh, yeah. kids hate him. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's you know he's a he's a terror too. You know, like but like that's what it takes to be that good at something. I think. But well, and and but the thing with him that was after after sports, he was just excited about those things. Like he yeah. turned his passion to those things. Whereas, like I mean, you know. My favorite basketball player of all time is Jordan. Yeah. But, like, you can tell. What do you like about Jordan? Just he, I, obsessive. Just it, like 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 Kobe. I mean, Kobe tried to emulate Jordan. Well, do you think he's the closest? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I mean, I, I like that's the interesting thing about LeBron is because he's, you know. Closer to magic. Yeah. 
Well, and he never tried, like, that's the thing, is people tried to compare him to Jordan, but he never tried to do it himself. No. And he knew he wasn't. Like, and that the, the big thing with Kobe and, and Jordan that's so impressive is they're both so clutch. Like, they both wanted that that's moment. What I'm saying, that monster They moment. both wanted, and like... Jordan, I got in in the other room, you know, I've got his final shot picture, oh. you know, and I would look at it all the time, usually when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, and uh, I've noticed, I looked at all the different faces, and... Well, the final shot against the Jazz? Utah, yeah. Oh, when he put the push out? Yeah, and you, you look at all the faces, and all the Utah fans are doing this, like, because they're almost all of them, they're they just like, ah, oh, no... And there's, there's like six or seven people in Jordan jerseys. And every single one of them is already doing this. And it, the ball hasn't even left his hand. And they're just like... Like, that's the confidence that both of those guys had that it was just like, we're, we're going to take over. They could literally... And that's the most amazing thing. They could change momentum. Like, they could just take that momentum from the other team yeah. and make it theirs. Who and, would you want with the ball in their hands with a two-pointer? And a three-pointer. Hmm. Just it, say if like you're down by three or if you're down by two, who do you want the ball? Two Jordan, no question. Two Jordan? Yeah. Uh, he wasn't a good three-point shooter? Not great. In fact, he uh, the only year, so he was really good one year, but it was when they switched the, the three-point line. They brought it in. Oh. And he, yeah, yeah, I remember that, and he was a baller. That was when they, they played Portland in the finals, and he just... He that was his like the six three pointers in one yeah. half where he did the the shrug. I don't know what's up, you know. <laughs> he was such a baller, dude. He was well like that. So, it, have you ever read Phil Jackson's? Oh yeah, which one? The the Eleven Rings yeah. book. You know that was the thing that I, I found really impressive in that book because he talked about Jordan and Kobe versus each other, yeah. and he's like, you know, on court, I've never seen any two players as similar. Yeah, but he was like off the court, there was a big difference. Because oh, yeah. Jordan obsessed about anything he had to win. It didn't matter what it was. But Gambling, if Co- boozing. Yeah. And, and it, 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 with Kobe, it just didn't matter. Like, if he wasn't into it, he was like, whatever, you can win. I don't care. Yeah. Like, But if, if, it, if it was just any competition, Jordan was like, no. And, like, I actually read another article. I forget where it was from. But I read an article where essentially – they said, you know, Jordan had a psychological issue that he couldn't, like, he was literally mentally deranged almost in the fact that he obsessed like so hard. Yeah, to a degree, because, like, you know, even in his Hall of Fame speech, he brings up people from, like, 30 years ago that have no idea, you know, that he's still obsessing over them. Like, he, uh, when he started, he like, he started a speech, he's like, what can I say, I'm not... And I forget the name of the player, but it's the guy that got over him in the varsity team oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. high school. And you're just like, what? You're obsessing over that? Like, really? It's insane, man. It's insane. But, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's going to take a while with Kobe to, I to do, set I in. I just liked how the whole world kind of gave him his moment. Yes. No, yeah, they definitely did. I mean. I didn't think that was going to happen. I, 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 to me, I think. I think it was deserved in the fact that it was it was overdue already because I feel like he got overlooked in that time between Jordan and LeBron yeah. because he was from 2000 to he 2010 was, he was the guy. Yeah, and like but 
people were already looking to LeBron by like 2005 being like, oh, this guy's so good. And yeah. they just weren't, even though that's when Kobe was dominating. So, like, I think, you know, even though obviously it's... But there's always a thing. They're always going to hate it. Lakers. So true. That, yeah. That's like, you know, they're always going to hate the Yankees. They're always going to hate... I don't know. I don't think they hate the Bulls. I mean, Jordan was so important to they, that generation. Well, and, and you know, they weren't dominant enough. You know, I mean, they were dominant Do during his time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on where you're from. If you're from what Boston, about East Coast? No. What about East Coast? Hate the Celtics? I think it depends on the the person. Some people choose the Lakers to hate. Some people choose Boston to hate. Some hate both. You, know. well, you went to college. You were a Florida boy. Went during the Dwight years. Do you hate Dwight now? Nope. No, no. I felt like Dwight's just he's he's a he he's sad because he got villainized a yeah. lot at different places, you're right. and you're just like, so you what happy did he for do? him now? Hmm. I mean, yeah, for the most part. Like, I mean, I I don't know how his whole career is going to turn out, but sort of that turnaround this season, definitely. You, you know, is going to win this year? <sighs> the, be I mean, to be honest, I think the Clippers are going to win. Why are people saying that? Because Kawhi has that clutch gene. Yes! Kawhi has that I'm not afraid of a moment. And Kawhi went to Toronto and that had a bunch of people that aren't. I mean, but Toronto, granted, was a dope team. They were he, good. But like, that's the thing is Kyle Lowry has been that guy that everybody's been like, Oh, he can't, he can't, he can't finish. Yeah. And like Kawhi gave him the confidence to say, you know what? I can't. Yeah, exactly. And so like. Yeah, you're right. We've I lost to him twice now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is they beat like pretty much every big team when they've had to play the big team, you know, the Milwaukee, the Lakers, they've won. And it's like usually the small teams that they're like, eh. Yeah. And when Kawhi sits, so they lose by 30. Yeah. This has been my favorite year of watching LeBron. Not just because he's a Laker, just how he's not. He's really just he's becoming more like Magic this year. He's trying to do it all. He's trying to, and he's I mean, eleven assist games. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, with with all the the other assist people on on the Rondos and everybody else, yeah. you know, he's still the general. That's a fact. So it's you know, I mean, there's always. There's a respect for him just for the fact that he can play. He's got to win one or two more. So true. To to have people talk about him in the same conversation like with Jordan, Jordan, yeah, he's got to do that. It ain't going to happen, though. I think he'll get one. I think Lakers. maybe one. I think maybe one. If so, if not, I think the, the Lakers fans are going to... There's, they're gonna. He's like, he'll be like they're not gonna turn. They're not gonna turn on him, but they're not gonna give him anywhere the credit that they no. gave, you know, Kobe and, but and Magic. Watching LeBron's speech at the Kobe Memorial, that was respect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well. Yeah. LeBron's always been, you know, he's always been respectful and well thought out. Anytime he talks about other greats, like yeah. he knows where they're at he know and like that's that's the thing i think a lot of like analysts love about lebron is the fact that he like studies the whole game the history the statistics he's a the, genius like he's like the same thing he knows 
right when the minute that he there's a turnover. All yeah, time. he's exactly got every turnover he's made. Like that's crazy. Exactly. Do Anyways, you, do you remember any of your flaws? Hmm. Any of my what flaws in what anything? Oh yeah. What's the biggest flaw? Like just in personality wise? No, just like what's like the thing that you always think about that you regret? Jeez. God, there's so many things. What's the first one that comes to your head? Mm, I guess just basically up till college, well, up till grad school, lying and stupid things. As a kid, like I'd always just try to exaggerate things Same when here. I'm talking to people. Why do you think we were doing that? Mm. Do you want, were we insecure about, were you insecure with yeah. yourself? Yeah, well, just because I didn't think, you know, it was, I was doing, I was doing cool enough things. Yeah. So everything had to be cooler when I talked to people about it. How old are you? 34. 34, okay, I'm 32. So, yeah, like, yeah we're about the same age. Yeah. Do you think, so we've basically lived with social media. Yeah. Do you blame social media? No, because, like, I, I didn't really use it, you know, and, I still don't really use it. Nope. Like, basically, the only thing I use it for is the show. That's pretty uh, much it. Really? Good for you. I'm yeah. obsessed with it. <laughs> so it's like my bu- that's half my business. I well, like I mean, that's that's a big thing. And it's a big thing for the show, too. Like, I use it yeah. a, a lot for the show. But, like, it's... I don't know. I just... I, I just, sword. I've always just wanted to please people. That's the thing is I always just want to make people happy. So, you know, I thought initially, like when I was younger, that was the thing is you just had to, this happened. What? No, it didn't. Like, yeah. why did I have to say that? Like, yeah. you know, and same here, bro. So then after a while, I realized that was the thing was that that's like, that's the biggest regret. And like, yeah. I find though, honestly, and I've gone back. And, like, I've thought of things and gone back and found the person been like, hey, I lied about this. I'm sorry. And they're just like... Oh, respect, dog. Yeah, man. That's tight. But <laughs> to be honest, every person that I've told that, and there's been there's been a good number, they're just like... Huh? I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I don't know, dude. Like, but that's the same thing. Like, with the Jordan thing, like, it's stuck in your head. Yeah. Obsessiveness. Like, I regret having so many people. <laughs> Really? Like when I was oh, in high yeah. school, I was I don't addicted to sex. I had, I had an affair with my teacher. Jeez. Wow. I, you know, in high school, I was, I, you know, maybe bleep this out, but I'll tell you, I've had, I had some in high school. Mm. And then I got addicted and I was excited. I didn't really get into drugs or anything, but like, it was my, that was, was it. My gateway. That was it. Yeah. And then that wanted me to become a musician and wanted me to become like liked. Yeah, because like you said too, I was like building this fake facade of who I wanted everyone to perceive me as. When then I realized I'm just I was doing all this. Dennis Rodman, that's my goat, dude. Yeah, man, he's my Wait, guy. What? Yeah, that guy broke his <laughs> having dog <laughs> for real. Wow. Uh, but back to my thing about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like you know, it's like I never had a girlfriend, so like intimacy has always been hard for me. So because now take therapy and because i was never honest with myself mm-hmm. with what i liked mm-hmm. you know so now that you know we're com- more comfortable in our skin we got our jobs we got we're we're, we're basically you know that i think 30s are the best they're the fi- they're finding yourself finding yourself and just like you have money now i don't i don't know about you but 27 was where i hit this huge like all of a sudden hmm. like depression Somewhat like it, it was a, a realization uh, year of all of a sudden, like, like, like well, like, what have I been doing 
up till this point? What was everything that I've been doing for? Why am I doing it? And it was like I had to step back and just be like, Jeez. Existential crisis. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's normal, though, because we're not being mothered anymore. Mm. We're basically having to take care of ourselves. Yeah. In a sense. You have a girlfriend or wife or anything? No. Been single, lone wolf the whole time? Pretty much. Yeah, same here. So when we realize that we're on our own and we don't have anyone to like, oh, you know, yeah. my mom will figure it out. Or like, oh, my man will figure it out. It's us. Yeah. I think that it's very stressful. That happened to me when I was 30. Like I, I was just becoming a party guy. Yeah. I was just doing playing music chicks and and take and jeez party and do too much of that and it wasn't it wasn't making me happy because when i first fell in love with the t road is because i was uh, the music yeah yeah and you forget yeah why you had this path in the first place yeah it's like the same thing as like it probably happened to rodman too you know i don't know if it ever happened to jordan he was I so think, obsessed. He yeah, was so but, jo Rodman, have you seen his 30 for 30? One of my favorites. Yeah, oh, yeah. By far. It's sad. Oh. At the end, you're just like, He's I, I want to hug that guy. Like, well, like, I didn't realize he was a pro at 26. Yeah. I didn't realize he grew into... So maybe he didn't even want to play basketball. I didn't realize that he had asthma. I didn't realize, like, a lot. I, well, I knew I knew a pretty good amount of it. It sort of reminds me of the same of Mike Tyson's story, though. But we got derailed, All man. Right, I got a birthday. Birthday I, six. Yeah, we got to get back to that. Okay. Happy birthday, Mr. President. So, born on February 12th, 1809. 1809. Famous person, though. He's as famous, trust me. Uh, Shrewsbury, England. He was born in Shrewsbury, England. Born to a wealthy English family. Hmm. At the age of 16, he became an apprentice doctor, helping his father, who was also a doctor. Ended up going to University of Edinburgh Medical School. Then, 1831... After leaving college, he received a letter requesting him to join a naturalist crew studying South America named the HMS Beagle. Our birthday suit wearer accepted, and at the end of the trip, which lasted five years, they traveled to the Galapagos Islands. Oh. This eventually spurred our birthday suit wearer to write the theory of natural selection. Darwin. Darwin, yes. Charles Darwin. Galapagos, that's where you got me. That was it. I he's, uh, he's an Aquarius? Yeah. He's right before, he's day before me, dog. Yeah. Shout out to Darwin. That's Charles Darwin. I mean, Three. think about being an explorer in the 1800s. Hmm. So crazy. So Yo. crazy. Going, going like, I mean, just, first of all, like, that trip lasted six years. Like six years. That's how they I feel about this touring life. I'm uh, since all the way from England, all the way around the world, back. Like they went all the way, Jeez. and just like they would stop, and like he experienced earthquakes and hurricanes, all this stuff. Like and didn't get sick. You're a different person by the time you get back. Like completely different person. Like it's yeah. That's what I think. Musicians are basically explorers. That's a fact. To a degree. Know. Yeah. I mean, we're on the road. You know, if you if you're lucky enough to do this for your whole life, you're on the road more than you're at home. 
You're definitely. I mean, 200 shows a year. Yeah, definitely. You're on the road. I mean, I'm I'm a psychopath. So true. Normally, <laughs> people do about 100 shows a year. But normally, it's. I mean, like pretty much year. everybody else that I've interviewed, once they get to a certain level where they start getting paid more for shows, yeah. it starts dropping and dropping yeah, and dropping. That's what's happening with us too. It's like we're. Well, it's like not about uh, making more. Yeah, it is. But when you make more, you, you have more radius clauses. Yeah. So you can't play where you're used to. Like, oh yeah, we got this festival gig, but we're not that big, so we could play every city around it for a couple extra hundred bucks. Yeah. And, you know, make a week out of it. Now it's like, all right, we're giving you this fat sum, but you can't do this festival and you can't do that show and you can't do that Man. show. You know, but Girl, come on. you know, so it, it it saves us, but it's the same amount of money. But you're still doing 200 shows, so. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I started the podcast so I could do something. Force my manager to say, "Listen, not that many shows. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing we're doing a talk show too. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, happy birthday, happy birthday to Charles Darwin. Darwin. Charles Darwin. All right, now that we've uh, wasted a lot of time, let's get to one of your jams. Let's okay. uh, listen to Some Days off of your most recent album. I want to be your rock Your Saturday cartoon Butter too. I want to be the skin of your favorite tattoo just to be the man I never was to you. favorite bouquet I want to be the pill that gets you through your day and when you're feeling blue I'll try to color in you just to be the man I never was to feel great but some days you'll feel so low don't let your sorrows drown into tomorrow's take it as it goes take it as it goes what you got But some days you'll feel so low. Don't 
sorrows Drown into the morrows Take it as it goes Someday I'm gonna love you Like the way you deserve Don't let your sorrows Drown your tomorrows Take it as it goes 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 Welcome back to the Doc G Show. Special guest host, Andy Frasco. We just heard some days yeah that just that's a song that made it on the judd apatow movie i wrote music for judd apatow called the great depression it's a story about gary goleman a comedian fighting yeah. uh, mental health and uh, he went to the psych ward and stuff and i wrote um i composed the whole movie and they put some days as the main theme for the movie wow i had no idea yeah man that's my and it's my tribute to randy newman Sweet. now now call uh was was um I, I've I've noticed throughout all your songs, there's sort of a optimistic, positive mm-hmm. message in most of them. Um, have you ever met a person that you thought, "Wow, they are way more positive than me"? Mm. <laughs> all the time, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like the same thing. Going back to that that idea where we were pretending to be someone we weren't. Yeah, you know, I'm I deal with depression. Yeah, I'm lo- I have. Severe depression. You're putting it out there to make other people happy. You're giving yeah. the positive vibes. Yeah. Well, it's and it's like to convince myself too. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you need to give advice, but if you don't take the advice, what's the point of giving it? So I like, got it. You know, I'm working on taking my own advice, but yeah, nice. optimism. I've I've seen some happier people. Like, um, hmm. you know, who else was super happy? Do you think like who is the happiest athlete? Ooh, that's hard. There's there's a lot of happy ones actually. I mean, like at least Andrew seeming. Buck. <laughs> I, Have you seen the when, when when he retired and they kept showing that like any hey, pick, oh, great great hit, bro. <laughs> what? Good job, nice. I and love that. Like I felt like the lineman just had to be like, this what guy's a psychopath. What the hell is wrong with him, like just he like what I feel like I made him not want to hit harder. Oh, I know it probably ruined it. They're just like. Well, now I don't want to hit you anymore. Good Lord. Come on, man. I don't know who would... I mean, that's that's like... That's sort of like you're saying, though. That's like projected. Like, he was being positive, like, yeah. putting it out there. I, I feel... Like, Magic was happy? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He looked... I mean, that's... That a, that, that one. He looked super... All, he looks super happy just all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, currently, who... Because there, there's a couple of people that just look like they're having a girl. Oh, who did? I brought somebody up on the show just the other day, actually. We were talking about it. Hmm. Um, oh, it was in basketball, and I was talking about how they just looked like they were having so much fun. Oh, Milwaukee. Just the whole team. Yeah. They just look like they're just, you know, being bros, just yeah. hanging out, having a good time doing it. Like, I love I love Giannis. I love that team. I don't think they're going to make it. Back no. Next. No, well, one uh, more, t- one or two more years. What's what's his name? Their coach, uh, Budden, Budinger. Yeah, well, like that's the same thing that he did with the Atlanta, if you remember, uh, right? Yeah, when Atlanta yeah. was dope with Horford. Yeah, and, and he made them like they were the great season team, and then just mm, like I, th- I think that's what they're doing. Like when it comes to actual like 
playoff basketball. Who's coming out of the East? I, I said Boston. I did too. Just they they got that groove back. They got that. And they trying to get Capella. Well, they'll probably have. We'll find out when this episode pops. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyways, anyways, right. let's uh, let's get uh, let's get on to the next segment. Okay. Um, rip from the headlines. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Yeah. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Okay. I love this show, dude. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andy, our first uh, story is from Bloomberg News. You're a California native. Uh, do you have a house in California? I have a house in Denver now. Oh, in Denver. Okay. Have you ever thought about getting one in... I want to, but it's so expensive. And the house, it's just crazy. It's like, even the just like the property taxes, just like, how the f*** <laughs> does anyone live out here? Well... This this house may be out of your range. So so Niall Niami, he's a designer, and he's about to release his house that he spent seven years designing that he calls the one. Sweet. He calls it the one. It's a quaint cottage. Uh, it's in L.A. It's in Bel Air. That's a fact. And uh, it's a mere hundred thousand square feet. Wait, what? Uh, thousand square feet. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> and a small five hundred million dollar price tag. It is Has anyone bought it? No, no. It is the most expensive house. Do you have a picture of it? Ever? I don't have one okay. right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it. Well, it's on three acres of land. It's uh, right down the street from Jennifer Aniston, so she'll be your neighbor. Cool. It's not I'm bad. Down with that. She likes young dudes. I might be have a chance. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And you, you, thirty car garage. So, you put, put, how many bedrooms is in a hundred thousand square feet? They didn't say bedrooms. They they alluded. I looked at three different articles, and they didn't actually give me the bedrooms. All I got was thirty car garage, IMAX theater, oh a jellyfish room, the one. So it's <laughs> I love that. There's a room that's just got these jellyfish floating in the walls that are illuminated, like they got black lights behind it. Word. And then uh, and then of course a bowling alley. Got to have one of those. And then four infinity pools around it. Jeez. Four infinity pools, jellyfish. I mean, like 10,000 square feet. That's got to be like 100 bedrooms. Yeah. I would, I mean, it, it, I, I would, I would guess, I would guess at least 20. Hmm. At least 20? Yeah. 100,000. Okay. So I don't know. They may just have some giant, like, you know, living room you know that's like a football field basically that well, like let's put, I'm, put it in perspective i have a 2500 square foot pad three bedrooms yeah so let's say 20, three bedrooms for every 2500 square feet Hundred thousand divided by 25 40 so 40, 40 so 120 120 <laughs> would be it's a mother tail up in this 120 i'm, I'm guessing yeah. though it's not 50, those 30 i mean because you get to a point but I'm just saying, keep it in mind. Put your money away. Okay. Five hundred. They're gonna come down from that asking price. He said he How wants. How much do you think I'll end up selling for? He wants it to be the most expensive house ever sold, which the most expensive right now is a two hundred and thirty million dollar uh, apartment condo in New York. It's a penthouse that's like, like basically like yeah, it, it's in Manhattan, but it's just like I forget how many stories, but yeah. 
What about uh, have you seen Giannis's apartment in Milwaukee? Yeah, the basketball court. Is well, it? Like it I mean, like you're in Milwaukee, so you hundred k. You gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have something nice if you're him. I mean, that's and plus you're not going outside. So you think he's staying? He's staying. Yes, he'll stay. He seems like he seems like a a. A team guy. A team guy. What else is in the news, Doc? Okay. Uh, next story is from Tampa Bay Times. You've heard of Florida Florida Man stories, right? Yeah. Have you, Billy Corbin's great, dude. Oh, yeah. All his docs are amazing. Well, this, uh, this is a Michigan man story in Florida. Yeah? So, apparently, Jack Debrabander. Debrabander. Interesting name. Went out for a night on the town in St. Petersburg, Florida. And he decided to go to 260 First Night Club. And around 12.30, Jack made his way up to the uh, upper level balcony of the club, which overlooks the sidewalk. And uh, Jack had uh, taken in a lot of alcoholic drinks. Hmm. And uh, he decided that he needed to alleviate himself. So he uh, stepped over to the railing, started peeing off the sidewalk. Ew. Now, the problem for Jack was that he didn't look down first. And there were two women right below him on the bench. Uh, and the two women happened to look up. And uh, as Jack's police report puts it, the women were struck in the face, mouth, hands, and arms with the defendant's urine Ew. as they looked up to see what was hitting them. That's a lot of urine. Ew. Was. Probably a lot of drinks. He <laughs> was. Uh, he was charged with two misdemeanors. Was uncooperative with the cops and then posted a thousand dollar bail the next morning. Uh, I gotta ask you: Have you ever peed on anybody or been peed on? Yeah, I've been peed on. Uh, oh no, that was quick too. Yeah, I've been peed on twice actually. I got on. We almost missed our flight to China because our bass player got so wasted <laughs> that he we had to share a bed and then he just like peed all over his oh no and then the other time is when i hooked up with this girl i was it was i was 19 and you know when you're from when you live in la like for like halloween you either go to like uc santa barbara Uh or university arizona because those are all four hours away yeah i was making out this girl where i was like yeah i might get some might get some and uh she passes out i'm like all right fine we'll just pass (laughs) out and then uh she pees all over me, Ew. finds out she peed, then <laughs> leaves the room. So she sleeps on the bed, and I'm just like circling around in her <laughs> urine and <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I wake up at 7. I'm like, why am I so moist? Oh, no. Like, I got to get out of here. So I got bailed. Did she tell you like later? Not text her. I'm like, uh, there, I, I just wanted to know I didn't pee. <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be yours. <laughs> She's like, I'm so sorry. You look so comfortable. I'm like, just wake me up. I would have slept on the couch with you, dog. Okay. Andy, this is uh, from UPI.com. Just two weeks ago on this show, we mentioned how Snickers and the Mars Company got a world record. That's right. For the world's largest candy bar. How big? 12 feet long. Oh, my God. 4,700 pound. Oh my God. Snickers. How wide is that? Now, did you, what, it was like, uh, I forget. I think it was like 30, it was about, it was almost three feet, I think. Uh, it, did you see the commercial? They had a, Snickers had a commercial during the Super Bowl. 
where they dropped a giant Snickers bar. That was actually, they made it for this commercial and then also made it to set the world record. That's right. Well, somebody wasn't having any of that. That was Hershey's. Hershey's wasn't having any of that. Nope. And just Beep this week. In the candy industry. Just this week, they unveiled a Reese's Take 5 bar that weighs 5,943 pounds to take the world record back. Wow. You know it's going to be. It's. Think about that. Like, ego that big. Mars will not take this glory. Yeah. Not not only that, did they come out with a bigger candy bar, but then they fired some shots back. Hershey's spokeswoman, Kaylee Dugan, said, It's in the spirit of competition. We saw them do it, and we were like, Hey, we have a chocolate nut bar that tastes way better. Word. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that Ford versus Ferrari? I did. I actually just like saw that. that. We're going to build the biggest, fastest car on the planet. This, this Ford what, Motor Company. That's what I told people. It's sort of weird. I was like, they sort of build up Ford to make you hate Ford in that movie, even though they're like making you want to root for them. You're like, I'm conflicted because yeah, they sort of seem here. like... Like, yeah. like they're picking on they, this Ferrari company that's just this little company that wants to make the most beautiful car ever. Yeah. And then giant Ford comes in and says, screw you guys. We're making a better one. Like, yeah. And then, like, the first deal they gave him was, like, Ford presented by Ferrari. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was like, nope. Yeah. You could have the name. We're just going to take some money from it. It was, it was I, yeah, I was conflicted by that movie. What's your favorite candy bar? Hmm. I like that take five. I like Reese's. I like, uh, man, I like chocolate-covered gummy bears a lot. Wait, what? Oh, that's crazy right there. Yeah, you, I've never had one of those. Jeez. That's, no. that's nuts. <laughs> you crazy, dog. That's nuts, man. I haven't had that. Nope. Uh, and his next story is from CBC News in Canada. What's up? Um, on a scale of one to ten, uh, how much does the coronavirus scare you? Hmm. Oh, I'm at like an eight right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm a pretty big hypochondriac. Yeah, me too. That's one I, of my... I, felt like I had a cold. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm yeah. Out. I'm out. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Like, I can feel like, you know, I can feel a little hot and I'll just be like, hmm. do I have a malaria? Yeah. Is that... I, I do. I do have... And like, so, yeah, no, I it freaks me out. And apparently, uh, an Ontario man, he's not helping this at all. Uh, so this past week, there was a flight from Toronto to Jamaica... And about two hours into the flight, a man stood up and announced on the plane that he was recently in China and he had contracted the coronavirus. I heard about this and they detained the whole... They turned the plane back around, took him back to Toronto. Now, (laughs) interesting thing. They said that... Did he really have it though? No. He was just a psychopath? Yeah. Well, and so Julianne Broderick, she was another passenger on the plane... Uh, she said, we were just over Florida and all of a sudden we felt the plane do a pretty dramatic turn and we were flying in the opposite direction all of a sudden. So we were very confused and worried. She said that the man who said he had the coronavirus was taking a selfie and telling other passengers around him that he definitely did have the coronavirus. Girl, come on! What is wrong with people? It's I, so true. Well, and then, but the flight attendants did the right thing. Uh, they came over and basically gave him a biohazard suit and told him to sit in the back of the plane. And well, so they, they have just those on plane. Yeah, yeah. So they just gave him the gear and they were like, "Set back there." And so he had to sit back in the back and like. 
Uh, uh, then he got back. He got back to Toronto, and when they landed, uh, he was arrested and charged with mischief. Wait, what? That was literally the the charge was mischief. Hmm. I mean, did they quarantine the whole plane? Uh, I sure? think after they found out that he didn't, I think they let him go. Like it, it was first, it what was a but. Dick. Like, I mean, first of all, I was like, when I read the the charge, I was just like, man, talk about the least intimidating crime to have in prison. When you when you come in, they're like, what are you in for? And they're like, burglary. And they're like, assault, murder, <laughs> mischief. What? <laughs> what are you, a raccoon that got uh, into the trash? What is that? Like, just such a dumb thing to get arrested for. And then, like, it's like you said, like, why are you doing this hoax? Like, why would you be like, oh, I have the coronavirus? Hilarious. Like, like, no one's comfortable on planes in the first place. No. You know, like, why even, like... Make it worse. Dude, I would beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> so true. Honestly. I, I mean, I just, I don't know what his in game was like he was like i'm gonna go back to toronto and everybody's gonna love me because they're gonna be like that was the most hilarious practical joke i blame jackass that's yeah, yeah, true it's good show though I mean, it is pretty show. hilarious it's hilarious all right uh, that is it for rip from the headlines we are gonna hear andy's first single he had off the most recent album up down oh up down okay cool. yeah we're gonna listen to that we will be right back on the doc g show Yeah. Uh-huh. 
are back on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. We just heard Up Down by our co-host of the day, Andy Frasco. Andy, how'd that become a single? Up how down? was that? Yeah. Um, basically, I, I wanted to get, that was a song Ernie and I wrote, and I mm. wanted to see if we could get, make Ernie some money. <laughs> <laughs> hey! You did. Try Hopefully to support you did. my boys. You know, it's like I like uh, it. Yeah, you know, we're all in this together, and you know, like they work so hard for me. So if uh, they write songs, I'm gonna gonna try, try to, to make it happen. Try to make it happen. I like it. Now playing these songs off of Change of Pace. There. Yeah, thanks uh, for putting it on a. It's up there, man. I'm gonna get you to sign it after. Gonna be nice. I got. I, I'm always proudest of my 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 signed records i got a trigger couple. hippie yeah man you know, know the guys in trigger yeah tim yeah. baker i know him. steve steve was on the show steve gorman that's right yeah but uh what do you think the fan favorite is on the album like when you play in concert on change of pace what's their favorite they love change of pace yeah yeah that song change of paces i think that might be my favorite on the album too and you know it's that was the first song where i wrote poetry Say what? Nice. and went in there i wrote that first before we put music to it nice and i felt like it really hit home with a lot what people are going through i mean we're yes! it's okay to change like you said like we changed yeah we used to be line sacks of shit <laughs> <laughs> and now we're not now that's we're, true and now we are honest with each other and yeah people around us and it's I a lot better better people now yeah 100 so percent okay to change i like it i like it uh, you you hear it in that song definitely um we're going to go on to a segment, shout out. Shout out. This is where I uh, basically pay tribute to the folks that listen. So on two of the platforms that I have the podcast, I can see, you know, where everybody listens in from. Cool. So I like to, uh, I split it into three. Okay. Regulars, semi-regulars, and newcomers. So in the regulars, Always Jacksonville. Got to shout out Jacksonville, shout the home out. city of the radio. That's where we air like out of. Radio? I love it. Is it your favorite? Yeah. It's fantastic, man. Yeah. Is it, I don't Is it know. a hard industry to make money in? Uh, yes, very, especially now. So Probably true. not back in like the 60s. Oh, but, no. you know. <laughs> yeah, I look at Stern. Like, Stern's my idol. Oh. Stern. I'm doing Stern show on uh, Monday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You've been on now, like, what, four? Four times. Man. Yeah. It's nice. It's fun, man. I like it. I, I sometimes wonder if I would like doing live shows more than, you know, recorded or in-studio shows. Can't screw up. Yeah. Well, And there's just that air. Like, it, there's difference. When I record a show versus when we do a live show, there's a difference there. But there's also a difference when, I mean, obviously, when you're performing. So true. Yeah, you got the crowd there. It's a completely different feel. So, I don't know. Uh -huh. I like it. It's like kind of like, um, like I do a podcast. Yeah, I do. It's not live, but like I got hired this festival season. I'm doing a lot of live podcasts. Really? Yeah, I'm doing like five, at five or six at different. Nice. And like we're doing this like kind of late night take where I'm interviewing. They don't know who the who the guest is going to be. I have a band and I got some. Uh, nitrous and huh? weird Man. things they snort and <laughs> <What>? stuff <laughs> and, and no phones and it's gonna be like comedy where you put your phones in pouches and we just get nice. them a real intimate doing the dave Chappelle style Chappelle, i mean I, i've been hanging out with all these comedians and stuff and like they've been opening my eyes to like think about the show from right when you park 
the car mm-hmm. to the ending everything that's involved between that time and that time is your show yeah it's not just when you get on the stage so like you have to build all that ambiance build the set music mm. build, you know it's like so i'm gonna take that incorporation and try to build a uh, a weird frasco talk show that's right on, oh so God. i could you know do that instead of doing two shows at a festival i could do one show and i do this talk show thing which is a lot easier on your voice a lot easier and it's just fun and like you know it's like I know I can't be crazy forever. Girl, come on! You know, so I, I got to start thinking about, you know, how I could uh, use my personality for everything. I like it. Well, you're you're carrying the show right now. That's how it works. You're carrying the show, works. Doc. Well, we We're got- talking about coronavirus. <laughs> we talked about my sex escapades. We, we carry, we we go over a lot. We go over a lot. If you're MJ, show. I'm Scotty, baby. Oh, Say it. what? I love it. Nice. Okay. Rundown. Columbia, South Carolina. Shout out. Shout out to them. Shout out to Columbia. Gainesville, Florida. Of course, Gators. Shout, Shout out. out. Radford, Virginia. Have you ever wow. been to Radford? I don't think I have, actually. Shout Radford's out. right beside Floyd. Oh, cool. Radford University. So It'd be a great... You're big out there. Pretty big. Pretty big. Nope. Uh, Mountain View, California. Everyone there? Really? Yeah. There's a festival out there, I think. That's Apple's headquarters right there. Oh, so San Francisco. I went to college around there. Yeah? I went to Daly City. Oh, okay. San State. Yeah, you were fairly close. Dublin, Ireland. They're regular. No. Yeah. Shout out to the Irish, dog. Yeah. Very happy that they listen every week. It pumped up about Conor McGregor whooping no some d- no doubt. He's back. Genoa, Italy. Shout out. Genoa? Yeah. They always, they always listen, man. They I always the best it. love her in Genoa. <laughs> Wait, what? She was such a babe and she was so cool. I don't doubt it. Oh, God, that was a great moment. Italians, man. Oh, man, we would drink espressos and she'd be like naked, smoking cigarettes and just like, totally hot Italian. <laughs> Shout out to that lover. <laughs> Shout out to her. Uh, Georgina. Oh, even great Italian name right there. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Ashburn, where's that? That's near D.C. Shout out. It's near D.C. It's in the suburbs of, of Virginia, but on that side. So complete other We're side. We're playing 930 Club, Ashburn. Yeah? Come on out. All right, I like it. Uh, Citrus Heights, California. Citrus Heights, where's that? Right beside Sacramento. It's actually probably you got a lot of NorCal fans, huh? Hey, you got a pretty good amount. I think I think my my bro Delmar out there. He's really he's really hyping me up, which I appreciate. Uh, Kenner, Louisiana, suburb of uh, New Orleans. So they always cool. have a good time. Yeah. You ever do jazz? Oh yeah, that's so fun. Oh yeah, Charlotte, Queen Shout City, out. North Plain Neighborhood Theater. Yeah. Yeah, big that's show. a good place. Yeah, I heard it's a big one. Charleston, South Carolina. It's my people. I love them. Shout that's out. a good city, man. Fun city. This one is a unique one. This is probably my favorite on the whole list. Not taken away from anybody else. Maputo, Mozambique. Shout Every out. week, Maputo's on there. Love them. Shout em. out to Maputo. Yes, yes. <laughs> And then lastly, Madison, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. Shout out. That's man. That's the regulars. Well, shout out to everyone supporting Doc G's show. Yes. You guys are keeping him rocking. Yes. Keeping his dreams alive. So shout that's out to right. him. There it is. Let me go down the semi regulars. They don't get as much. They get a little bit. Indianapolis. Shout, shout out to those guys. It's fun. Have you been to Indianapolis? Yeah. 
I, cool uh, city. It's 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 not what you would expect. No, I thought it'd be like uh, closer to uh, Kansas City or closer to uh, Tulsa. Yeah, it's got a vibe. Yes! It does. And uh, everyone's got a, a tad hipster vibe, but it's hip. You know, it's but got it, a very big dead, Grateful Dead following. Yeah. Funny thing, when I was in, uh, and I tell a lot of people this, when I was in a band. And uh, uh, is this your band, Lonely Highway? No, that's oh. another band we had. They're in Nashville. They're I'm actually to still out playing. Which one was you. No, 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 no. Those are all those are all other folks. But that's uh, uh, we were in a band. It's called Gym Staff. Cool. Because we all worked at a gym, but we changed the name J I M. Gym Staff. That's pretty cool. And uh, what'd you do? I was drums. Okay. And uh, we played a a charity festival four dogs uh four like shelters animal shelters oh, nice yeah and it was called grateful dogs and uh <laughs> and cool. and so all the all the bands would have to play grateful dead songs and like grateful I, dogs. I, I knew some grateful dead songs but not a lot nope. like i'm not a deadhead you know and none of my band was those guys were like all both the other guys. One guy's a '90s guy. Our bass player was just all he grunge and everything like that. That's right. And then our other guy was just blues. Everything blues. He loved it. And so we get this gig, and we're like, "You guys know any? No, no. We'll, we'll learn some. We got some. Don't worry. We'll learn some." And so we learned like two Grateful Dead songs. And like as soon as we got on, we did not realize how hardcore dead fans are. And like we played one, we're like, all right, now we'll play a couple of hours. They're like, more dead. And they just like started going at it. And we're like, wait, what? All right. Yo, they take that seriously, dude. Like we were we've been we're we got put in the jam scene and like we're hanging out with the you know all these jammers and yeah like, we got, I got the interviewer O'Teal Burbridge who's now in the Grateful Dead yeah. and That's a fact. they are obsessed with the dead like, yeah that built our fan base we at from that interview I added maybe 10 to 15,000 wow yeah on my fam just yeah like, just on my podcast that's like, insane just, man if you get touched by the dead. All right. I got to. That's it. Gotta, I got to get somebody from the dead on the show. Yeah, it's got to happen. They love it, man. <laughs> I mean, just, well, sh shout out, even though they're not regular listeners. Shout, shout out, out to, to the dead. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the dead. <laughs> shout out to Grateful. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Shout out. Yeah. I, 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 I noticed that on the Kansas City post there for the Super Bowl. That's my ex that. that album cover that's in house. kansas city that's my house nice it was not when we sold it but now you're in denver denver nice land of grateful dead <laughs> barcelona spain word yeah semi-regulars there word. semi uh detroit michigan i do like detroit it's really good city hip again it is but I there's like still it. those those real oh it's spotty that's yeah <laughs> los los angeles Really? Yeah, they're Good. they're semi regulars. Every now and yeah, then, I get a, some listens. That's the theme of Los They just check it out. Okay, it's all right. Okay, now it's time. Newcomers. So true. I want to welcome it into the group. I've noticed. So this one, interesting one. Georgetown in the Cayman Islands. Really? Yeah. You ever been? Hmm. Uh, no. I've been to Cayman. No, I actually haven't. That's a lot. Wait, what? I, so I always look up these places whenever they listen, and apparently 15% of their population, Filipino. So true. Word. Yeah, have a huge Filipino. Our, 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 our used to be guest host of the show, he was Filipino, so oh, we'd God. always try to connect 
to to Justin. Let him know. Shout out to Justin. Shout by out the to way, the Philippines. Um, also, average temperature of eighty two in Georgetown, so that's nice. Even that's the winter time. Yeah, eighty two year round. What about that's, what's the average temperature here? Here, oh, it gets cold sometimes. Like the yeah. other morning, it's twenty nine here. Yeah. Ever snow? I mean, it has. I think like once. It's not a. It's definitely not a yearly occurrence or anything, but I think there's been a couple times the snow's actually... Because the snow's actually happened in Miami. Like, it's uh, snow has fallen. It has not accumulated or yeah, anything, but like it has LA. fallen. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, you know, it can get cold. Not in Georgetown. Nope. <laughs> not in Georgetown. Our our la, our other newcomer, LaGrange, Georgia. That's right. Oh, shout out Georgia. I like Georgia. Georgia's nice. They're nice people out there. LaGrange is right on the the uh, border between it and in Alabama. Like oh, if you're cool. leaving if you're leaving Atlanta, you just follow it over. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. Second birthday suit. All right. This is a big one. Give it to me. This is a big one. Born on February twelfth, eighteen oh nine. Again? 1809. Hodgenville, Kentucky, in a log cabin. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer's mother died when he was nine years old. Birthday suit wearer was homeschooled, but very intelligent and an avid reader. In 1834, he won a campaign for the Illinois State Legislature. Hmm. In 1836, after teaching himself law, he was successfully admitted to the Illinois Bar. In 1846, Abraham he was Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yes. I didn't know he was from Kentucky. I thought he was from Illinois, but I felt no. I felt that yeah, vibe. he is right, right on the on the other side. Yeah. Shout out to Abe. Shout Abe, out. probably. I mean, most people will say the best best president. president you know. Yeah, I mean, he got through slavery. That's a big. Got through slavery. Got through the Civil War. Got, I mean, that Civil War too. That. You think we'll Which have a now Civil people again? No, no, you can't. Like I mean, you just can't. You'd have to have some kind of fraction in the in the federal government to yeah. have it, and you're not going to have that. There's no like e- even the insanity going on now. Yeah, they don't have. It's just you know you have different crazies around the country, but they it, they there would be no way to secede anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. like it's just in a different time now. Just hyperpolarization yeah <laughs> yeah shout out shout but but abraham lincoln man probably one of my favorite presidents and i, I put him, i put him as one of my favorites because he had the ability to change his mind that's a fact he had the ability and it wasn't flip-flopping he just changed the way he saw things over 30 years his opinion of slavery his opinion of black people in general completely changed mm-hmm. That's and right. it was because he learned he went you know he talked to frederick Douglass. he talked to other you know great minds he talked to all these people in his cabinet and he was like you know what here's what i think now and like you can see it even when it goes up to the emancipation proclamation that he changed his mind it's one of the reasons why i also put lyndon b johnson pretty high up there on the list because he could change his mind as well he screwed his legacy though with the vietnam War. so true anyways we don't have on the show we have a segment called hot takes of history <laughs> hot, hot, hot takes of history we're not going down that uh, lane we're probably. not not this time not How this about time. next time Next time, for sure. For sure. That's right. Shout out to Abraham Lincoln. Happy birthday. <laughs> Shout out to Big Dick Abe over there, dog. Yeah, Big man. Abe. Since you're on the show, I wanted to do a special segment uh, that we don't normally do, but I think it's it's tailor-made for you. I'll bring it on. It's uh, the marijuana update. <laughs> what do you got for me? Okay, so this first story is from CNN. 
Scientists in Italy have discovered a new psychoactive component of marijuana. Wait, what? Uh, THCP. What's that? So it's uh, it stands for where I have it written down here somewhere. Tetra. Oh, cannabinoid. So it's cannabinoid tetrahydrocannabiferol. Jeez. Oh. Yes. Yes. So you know, up until this point, everybody thought just THC was the psychoactive component. They found. That this, they found this in a medical cannabis strain, FM2. And, uh, crazy how strong weed's getting now. Well, that's the thing, is they found that this cannabinoid is 33 times more effective at binding to the cannabinoid receptors than THC is. What? So it's good for you. Uh, apparently. They, so they have, is it combined? Is it, Connecting the CBD? Well, so they think, first of all, it seems really rare as far as actually being in different strains, but they think this might be one of the reasons that can explain very potent varieties of weed that have a stronger effect compared to others, even though they have low amounts of THC. Oh, weird. Yeah, so they think this could be that sort of component. They're really excited about it for medicines. And whatnot. So true. Oh. Well, shout out to THCB, dog. CP. CP. P. Yeah. Now, the next story, Chicago Tribune, uh, Illinois, most recent state that has become uh, legal. Yes. This past month, January, was their first sales report. They found that marijuana sales equaled roughly $40 million in that month. <laughs> $40 million. I don't get. I mean, like, why don't they just legalize it? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. They uh, so they sold roughly nine hundred and seventy-two thousand forty-five items of marijuana. Wow! And so I I did the math, and there's twelve point eight million people in Illinois. There's three hundred and thirty-three million people in America. If you extrapolate the sales of Illinois to all of America, that would be $1.04 billion per month in America if they did that. So why, I mean, why aren't we legalizing it? I mean, isn't it about, because there's just so many, America doesn't have their there's just a, stake I, in I, it yet? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand there. I think there's some conservatism as far as just the idea of it's wrong and they can't let go of that idea that it's, it's not right. And then I think there's some fear that they will lose it as far as control of it. So they don't want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. And then there's also just as far as research going on, there's not enough because it's a, a controlled substance one they won't let people research it. So there's so many questions as far as as far as it goes. So but I mean you think they'll legalize psilocybin? Hmm. Maybe. Uh in like ten years. I th I mean, you know, my my two cents, I think they should everything yeah. really i like mean Spain to be honest or, or Portugal. yeah yeah well i mean you look at any one of the the countries that have and especially decriminalized to a extreme amount mm -hmm. there's so many less problems yeah well because they and also they put money in like treating these yeah people. well they work on treatment instead That's of the problem with us we don't have any arresting treatment. people you know no one there's no way of getting free therapy or nope. free, not at all you know nothing rehabs nothing that's what's killing us right now well um this next story gallup yeah. polling 
So this is from Gallup polls. You know, normally they do a lot of political polls, but they do all kinds. So they released their polling on marijuana. Yeah. For 2019, what percentage of Mar- uh, Americans do you think smoke? Hmm. Um. I, I would say 30 percent. You doubled it. You doubled it. So, so it was 15 percent. They say 12. 12 percent. So, so how many people in America? 333 million. So that means uh, you're looking at like five ish million. Five million people. No, sorry. 50. 50, 50 million. A lot of people. Can I, dog? Pretty good amount. All right. Next story from Detroit Metro Times. Bernie Sanders. What's he got? Mr. Burn. He's uh, obviously candidate for president. That's a fact. The first day of his presidency, he said he would make marijuana legal. I heard about that. By executive order. Say what? And I got I to gotta be honest. He said this at a rally for Iowa. And, and I, I got to be honest. That wouldn't be the the crowd that oh. I would say that to. Like, I would I would wait until the Portland rally or something along those lines. Well, to, think about if you know, fifteen percent, you know, fifteen percent pot smokers. Yeah, if they all voted, that's fifty million people. Yeah. Well, I so I, actually I didn't I didn't tell you. Uh, not surprisingly, in that Gallup poll, they found that eighteen to twenty nine year olds were the age that smoked the most. 22% of that demographic say they smoke. Uh, and then 15% of men smoke. 9% women smoke. Hmm. So there's a there's there's a six-degree gap between genders, apparently. So where's that other... Wow. Yeah. And now, what do you think as far as areas of the country? What, con- uh, what area of America do you think smokes the most? West, Midwest, East, or South? I'm going to say the South. You're actually, it's the opposite. They're the least. Really? Yeah. South is only 7%. Now, I'd say that's because there's so many states that it's illegal in. There's not even medical marijuana in, you know? That's a good point. Well, that kind of defeats the point that I'm thinking, like, when you legalize it, people don't do it as much. Well, they don't abuse it. Oh, okay. That'd be the big thing. They don't abuse it because they're not really, you know, it's not one of those things that they're like, I got it now. Ah, Do as much as I can, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, This story, absolutely ridiculous. So this is from MichiganLive.com. Danny Trevino, who owned Hydro World dispensaries Mm -hmm. in Grand Rapids, Flint, and Jackson, and Lansing... Where there is medical and recreational marijuana, was convicted on federal charges of distributing illegal drugs. What? The district judge, Paul Maloney, said states are changing marijuana laws across the country. Certainly that's true, but federal law has not changed. Danny was sentenced to 15 years Uh, and eight months in prison. They could fight that, right? It's tough. It's tough. In uh, in the federal court, he was not allowed to use the state's medical marijuana law as a defense Uh, to the federal charges. Nope. I mean, like, that's just, that's like, like, even crazier when you look at that is Congress has changed the mandatory minimum prison sentences for crack. Hmm. And they have not changed it for marijuana. They've changed it for crack. So true. Like, even, like... Even nuttier to me is those same people in those 33 states where it is legal, even though it's a federal 
uh, it's federally federal illegal. Um, they still have to pay federal taxes. Wait, what? Like even though it's illegal, they still have to pay taxes, which just makes it's so insane. Yeah, my old tour manager got caught for uh, you know hundred pounds of weed. Woo! Wow! And uh, it was like a year. It was in Missouri, and now they decriminalized it. But he still had it. It was one year before they decriminalized yeah. it. And he went to, he stayed in jail for five years. Jesus. Yeah. Man, it's a hundred pounds. So true. <laughs> but still, I but mean. Like, yeah, that's like, he was, he knew he was going to go to jail and he's like, I got, you know, what, uh, what is it? Three years. Yeah. Uh, until they have to trial you mm-hmm. or something. So he just hung with us for three years. On, it probably wasn't the smartest thing. Cause if he would have <laughs> got pulled over, you know, we probably had to miss a couple dates, but. <laughs> so true. Rest in peace. Man. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. Well, now that we've been through our marijuana update, let's hear one of your most popular songs, Smoking Dope and Rock and Roll. Let's go. Smoking Dope and Rock and Roll The only life I ever know not one for doing what I'm told Smoking dope and rockin' I've been walking down the thin line What's a shame and what's a sin Now I'm finally making up my mind This ain't no trouble that I'm in So baby, take me for who I am Baby, you don't Speaking of that, 
I, I didn't see any shows that you have scheduled right now in Maine. Do you have you ever played Maine? Yeah. Um, hmm. Portland is that Portland Maine? Yeah, Portland Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played there. Nice. Well, if you uh, next time you go up there, you need to hit up some friends of the show. Who? Uh, the four twenty old fat lesbians. I'm in. Yeah, that's what they're called. Four twenty old fat lesbians. We get a chance. Check them out on Instagram. I will. They're just two old fat lesbians. Oh, I love it. They love smoking weed. I love it. They're so awesome. <laughs> they're so awesome. They've came on the show. We've we've had a real good time with them. But they, uh, I think they dig your vibe. Shout I think out you to do. Portland, Maine, though. Too. That's a great city. It is. Shout I had out. I took an astrologist to like tell me where I should live because I was like going through an existential crisis last year, heavy. And he said one of the places that my stars align is Portland, Maine. Huh. They also said Australia, Hawaii, but my star sign. That's right. What I'm going to say is good that you didn't go to Australia. Yeah. As yeah. far as the... Sh- might have. Yeah, I was about to say you might have got your house burned down. Crazy. It's pretty nuts. It is nuts, dude. Pretty nuts. Um, But shout out to Portland, Maine. Shout, shout out to the 420 old fat lesbians. Uh, all right. Last segment of the show. I want to do something a little bit different than we normally do. What's up? Yes. Um, you've been on the show multiple times. Yeah, I actually, thank you. I actually had it written down at the start of the show. I didn't mention it. November 28, 2018. Uh, December 13, 2017. I've been on twice. Third, this is my third time? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Um, We're becoming buddies, bud. Buds. Buds. Yes, correct. <laughs> but since we've already been over your 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 career, I felt like we'd get to know a little. I mean, we've already got to know each other so much on this show. Um, but I thought we'd dig deep with just some questions, right. some open questions here. What's up? So the first one, they're all over the board, all over the board questions here. First one, how old were you and when... Did you have your first celebrity crush, and who was it? Ooh, it might have been Jennifer Aniston. Actually. I yeah. Think, um, what was that movie she was in? Oh, actually, uh, was it Gwen Stefani? I'll tell you mine. Who was it? Kelly Kapowski. Oh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, Saved by the Bell. Maybe it was like Avril Lavigne. Mmm. She was always so hot to me. She was Shakira, hot. Oh, Shakira on the halftime show. Yeah. That's a fact. Shakira she looks good, she's, dude. She's like the founding She's youth, so dog. teeny, though. She's 4'11". So true. She's 4'11". Four 4'11". Four no. Yeah? I mean, like... She's 4'11". I think J-Lo's 5'2". Word. Um, okay, we're going to go Avril Lavigne. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, Avril. Okay. Okay. Avril Lavigne. So I guess, like... Mm, what would that be? 99? 90, 98? Yeah, 99, 98, fifth grade. Yeah. Was, we're, we're so far in class in 99. 90, 90, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 This one, this one I, I, I was interested. I tried to think of it myself, and I couldn't. So what's your most prized possession and why? Hmm. My most prized possession. I honestly couldn't think of, like, a, pos- a possession that I had that I was like... I show it off and I want people to know that this is my, like, I don't, I couldn't think of anything. I, what I had forever was that I was obsessed with. You remember uh, UCLA basketball, Toby Bailey? Yeah. I had a Toby Bailey shoe. He gave me a shoe. Sweet. And he, he signed it and John Wooden signed it. And, no, oh, well, nice. It was dope. And, and John yeah. Wooden signed it. That's, I mean, he no offense to Toby, Toby Bailey, but 
John Wooden's a little bit John higher. John Wooden was the man. I think, uh, or I remember um, meeting Shaq, and he signed something. Wow, like nice. Was that when he was on the Lakers? Oh, yeah. Nice. Because I was young. I was, what, I was probably middle school when Shaq was. When, when Shaq came in in 98? Yeah. So, yeah, middle school, uh, elementary school. I could see that if he signed something that definitely. I mean, if, if that's what I was thinking. If I had something that Jordan had signed mm-hmm. in front of me, yeah, I would. It, that would be because I tell people he's like one of the few people that if I saw him in person in front of me, I'd probably like pass out from excitement. Like I'd scream like a, a five year old girl and then just work. Yeah. I also have this contract. It's a probably I shouldn't be talking about this. It's kind of legal. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I have this contract of this super famous person, and um, signing is it's his first record deal. Oh, it's the actual contract. Oh, yeah. Wow. How- it, it's a, it was a super band. How'd so, you get that? I used to work for uh, a lawyer. Oh. and I was supposed to shred all this, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept one of them. <laughs> hey, but now you're being honest. So there you go. <laughs> okay, next one. Would you rather spend a day at the beach, pool, lake, or mountains? Hmm. Which one would you most want to take a vacay to? Oh, man. I love the beach. I, I grew up at the beach. I used to go by myself to Santorini, Greece. Nice. my spot. Sweet. Nice. I loved it so much. I, I went there for five years straight. My sister got married there, and I'd go there. But now that living in um, Denver, I'm starting to really love the mountains. Yeah? Like, it's only an hour from Denver. You can go and get lost a little bit. I don't like snakes. <laughs> I think they, they're, like, one of my biggest fears. So, like... Yeah, I'd say the beach or a high altitude mountain, so there's no snakes. I, I I went with tropical lake in the mountains. Take it like put it all together, basically. Oh, like, just a, like a like a old like a Costa Rica, you know. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The anacondas are though, dog. I handle anacondas. Snakes snakes aren't that. I'm more spiders. Yeah. I don't spiders freak me out. Yeah, I don't. You're a Florida boy, man. You know. That. Snakes are fine. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with snakes. Uh, okay. If any animal. In the world, had an ability to talk. Which animal would you want to hear talk? Mm. Hmm. That's a good question. I would. I would love like a pelican. Yes. <laughs> they, I bet they'd beard. have. I bet they'd have a cool, cool combo. Yeah. Or like, I. I would love like, uh, you know, one of the cats. Yeah. Big old cats talking to you. Yeah. That could be cool. so true. I went. I, I'm going lemurs. Lemurs, I like that. Why I, I, th- I think no, Madagascar. Nosy? I think Madagascar has skewed my opinion of how cool they would be. But it's like nosy. Ass yeah, <laughs> it's like what's Gucci? Plus, they'd just be sitting beside you, and they just uh, yeah. What about me? They'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, if if you had any celebrity chef mm. make you dinner, which chef would it be? Mm, that's a good question. I like that. Um, is that Asian dude, Michael Chen, or uh, Mike? He has all those Netflix shows. Mm, I don't Ugly, know. delicious. I'm behind and, now. Um, or I mean, Bourdain. Dead uh-huh. or alive? Yeah, you can go dead or alive. Yeah, I think that'd be the great best conversation. I'm going Bobby Flay. I met him. Word. Yeah, I did Sundance with him. I did his party. He uh, cool as. Sh- he turned me down for the show. 
Really? Yeah. Well, it was so, it was going so positive. We he his manager was setting it up, and then just out of nowhere, she's like, "Hey, he's not going to be able to do it." Sorry. And I was just like, "What?" Uh, but I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't lie. He, without a doubt, seems like he's the, cool. Well, he seems like the best at his job. He seems like the Michael Jordan of celebrity chefs. Like and he's, he's cool. just, well, he's definitely cool. I smoked some weed with him in Sundance. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's with, hey, there with, you go, uh, Billy. Oh, what's the guy from Extra? Billy, Billy Bush, Billy Bush, me, what? Bobby Flay, and uh, it was a Sundance party. <laughs> And we were just getting high. Um, you, Bobby Flay, and Billy Bush. Yeah, Billy liked our band a lot. <laughs> he, Bill, I remember Billy emailing my band like, Andy, I want to hang out with you. I'm like, who the f***? Billy Bush. And I Googled his name. It's the extra yeah. dude. And he was really cool and really nice guy. And then... <laughs> Seemed Bobby a little demanding, there. though. You know? Yeah, it's like ballsy. Like the, the email was like no subject. <laughs> it's just like I was supposed to know. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> like, okay, Billy, I, I'm down. I like I like the money. I'll smoke some weed. Man, with you. all right, all right. Uh, okay, what is something that people are obsessed with that you just don't get the point of? Baseball. I like it. I don't like understand. It. No, it's, it's boring. It's a little slow to me. Yeah. Um, what else? People who um, write down solos. Like mm. note, like when they oh, note yeah. solos. Should be improvising. Should be going at it. Yeah, but it's like just diehard fans. Or I don't understand people. <laughs> it's also a music thing. Like um, set lists. Mm-hmm. They just want different set lists all the time. Yeah. Remember that? I mean, I kind of understand that. You like People, to keep the same set list? Um, I, I, I would like to master a set <laughs> for a year. Yeah. With like, I, I think comedians got it perfect where like they master a and set. And then they throw it away. Special. Yeah. Throw it away. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite smell. What's your favorite oh, smell? Man, gasoline. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I like that smell, but I know I... I'm just getting high. <laughs> what else? What I else like is- I like the smell of gasoline real short. Like I like to smell, but like if I'm at the I'm at the pump and I get some on like my hand, mm-hmm. I hate just having to smell it over and over again like that. Yeah. Then I don't like it. Me either. Like uh, I gotta say, pine trees, mm. honeysuckle. Those are Ooh, my two. Nice. I like honeysuckle yes, too. Yes, yes, I do. I do like the smell of a basketball court. Oh yeah, yeah. When you come in to like open gym and it's yeah. just the gym and you can, yes, I do. That brand is brand new sneakers. That's a fan. Oh yeah, I love smelling brand new speakers. New new. I've got a. I got a soap actually. Wait, what? Uh, that sneaker smell? No, that's jasmine and mint. Oh, that's nice. It's 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 very just it's it's obsessive. Like you can just work. Yeah, I got to. And I just out. smell it out until my hand doesn't smell anymore. So true. Uh, what's the stupidest thing you've ever done because someone dared you? Hmm. Uh, doing a whole. What? At one time. <laughs> Seems to keep coming back to drugs for some reason. Yeah, because I was never a druggie. I didn't so- start doing drugs until. I joined a band. I used to I used to be the guy, like I remember this one time, my best friend was smoked weed. Yeah. And it was in high school and I was like an athlete. He's like, I'm gonna tell your mom. <laughs> 
I'm going to tell your mom you're doing drugs. You and, have lost your way. And look at me now. I'm <laughs> Mr. Podhead. <laughs> uh, I, I thought about this and I was like, I don't know if I can like, like I usually, just, I'm that person when somebody dares me, I'm just like, nah. Nope. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah. so like, I don't know. I mean, I did one, I guess one stupid thing. I, uh, my friends dared me to see how fast I could inflate an inflatable air mattress uh-huh. with my mouth. Wait, what? And I did it in 12 minutes and I sort of passed out twice during it, but that was the biggest thing I could. Oh, that I did, or when they push your, your, you know, when they make you pass out. Mm. I did that and my friends didn't catch me and my Blew up, dude. Oh, God. I like, like, woke up with them, like, take me to the nurse. <laughs> I'm just bleeding. Talk about a trust fall. They did not catch uh, you, man. They thought I was, yeah. They thought I was, good. yeah. Okay, when you were in school, what was the worst punishment you ever received? Ooh, I think, um, well, I almost got expelled for having sex with a teacher. That was that would be a pretty big yeah, punishment. The the uh, principal at the time was like, "Listen, I know you did it. I feel like I feel like that's not your fault as yeah, the student because I was lying about it. I was <laughs> just oh okay, well yeah, like, then, no then, no yeah. no because I'm protecting her. I'm yeah, like, I, yeah, I thought I, I sort of I didn't really have any big punishments in high school. You ever get suspended for like fighting or nothing? No. My biggest You're a good kid. A very good kid. Well, no. Very bad kid. I just managed to you're keep a, all my bad things in the closet, basically. Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I got suspended for um punching some guy who was talking sh uh, well, it's understandable. But I don't know if he was really talking my mom or I was just like that's just the lie. It? I got you. <laughs> that was the lie that yeah. made me like try to convince everyone that I shouldn't get suspended. That makes sense. I, was, I, like, I was a pathological liar too in high school. Well, I, I, the biggest thing I could think of in in elementary school, I uh, in third grade decided that it'd be great to sell uh, baseball cards. Yeah. And it was. I made tons of money. Like I made like yes. like seventy five dollars as a third grader, and I. Uh, I was excited about this and I was counting my money and the teacher and the principal saw my money and were like, where'd you get that from? Mm. <laughs> I did that too, dude. Third grade. Yeah. So, but I sold uh, laser pens. Oh, nice. I also had a, uh, uh, a tattoo business that we, we sold tattoos of drawing on people. Did uh, your mom make you apologize to all the... No. My mom didn't care about the people that I actually sold them to, but... What I got, the punishment was, I don't know if you had this in elementary school, they made you stand on the wall during recess. So I had a month on the wall for that. They gave me a month. For making money? Yeah. And like, I mean, when you're in third grade, a month is like 57 years. You're just like, what? How long? It was horrible, man. It was horrible. You had to stare at the wall? Every day, kicking dirt, man. Just kicking dirt on the wall. It was bad. It was bad. So true. Uh, okay, uh, which one have I not asked you? There was one that I didn't ask yet. Um, oh, this is a tough one, and I couldn't come up with one on this. If you were stuck in an elevator and had to listen to one song on repeat, what song would it be? Hmm. Right now? Yeah, let's just go with right now. 
John Craigie presidential lining. Nice. You had it ready. Yeah, I love John. I think John Craigie is the most underrated uh, songwriter of our generation. I like it. You should get him on the I, podcast. I'm going to try now. He's you know? unbelievable, and he's smart, and he's funny. I got a major man, man crush on for him. him nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I I tried to think of like all time when I was thinking of that, and I was like, "What could I?" I tried to think of like some Eagles songs, and it's I was so like, hard to do those type of like, "Who's your favorite all time?" Yeah, because like right now I love, but I know when I was younger I was obsessed with like emo and pop punk and you know, like I don't Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne, dude. <laughs> dude, was so hot to me. I'm, I I I still feel like I have a chance with her. You do. Definitely I think do. She's my age. She's close to it. She might be a little older. I think she is. I think she's like thirty-eight. Eight? Yeah, I don't care. I that like works. older women. That <laughs> depends. It's where I'm at. It's where I'm at. Okay, well, last one. Yeah, one more, which would be: What is one thing you have still yet to accomplish on your bucket list? Hmm. Um. Well, it was interview Kobe Bryant. Mm. That was my idol all time. Um. Mm. But I'll, I, you know, yeah. I'll figure out a way. And then... Um, what? <laughs> well, go through the space-time continuum. I'll get over there. Yeah. Yo, Kobe, what's Gucci? Um, I think I want to... I want to... I want my own radio show. Yes! There he is. I want to... I want to... I, I, Howard Stern's my biggest inspiration, and I... Uh, I I'd like to... Uh, he you does know. it, man. He does. I, 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 I love his interviews, but I will say, I think as far as just interviews go, I think Dave Letterman, I like Dave's more. Dave's great. Do you like that Conan podcast? Oh, yeah. Is that good? No, yeah. People say I should listen to that. Well, I mean, you know, l listeners know they've got enough to listen to yeah. out there. Like, that's the thing is just everybody can put it on there. That's the hard thing in this, you know. Podcasts are like a everyone's got one it's it's all over the place man it's all over the place yeah it's so it's like same thing with like now like people like i can't even like start a new sh like tv show because there's so many you have so many throwing at you like i'm overwhelmed like i don't even want to start any yeah <laughs> well like, and like people will bring it up and i'm like i never heard anything about that yeah. ever like and i mean they just got hulu and netflix and amazon prime and just like all these different streaming services yeah. and youtube Jeez. premium and just like it just yeah because like i normally watch tv when i wind down but i realize like I'm just scrolling to find something I like. It takes me 20 minutes to find something I like. Yeah. And then once I do it, I watch the first five minutes and I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you just I, need, I just want, I'd like, you know how Snoop Dogg has like a guy who just like rolls joints for them. Yeah. I just want a Changer. guy to like, just give me content. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, this is what you're watching. That's what you're going to do. That'd be like some, <laughs> this is your schedule for entertainment. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd love a schedule, dude. I think it'd be pretty nice. I'm all about it. I think it'd be pretty nice. Okay. All right. We're going to take one more break. We're going to hear classic jam from you. Good ride. Cool. Yeah. We'll be right back on the Doc G Show. Crazy. All the 
nothing's working Obviously, still with Andy Frasco. What up? We heard Good Ride off his album, 2016. Uh, happy mm-hmm. uh, It's been four years since that album came out. Yeah. Wow. What do you remember about making that album? Happy I remember finding my producer, Charles Gooden, at... I did a wedding in Key Largo. Ooh. And it was the first ever kind of big break we ever got because this guy produced worked for the dust brothers produced beck and stuff and i first time meeting him he's just sweaty in a suit just like dancing and like he always he has he's like he has a great smile and like just like these crazy eyes he's like you guys are gonna make it <laughs> i'm like oh yeah because we were just like i believe him bar gig and just partying and just like yeah. we weren't really like focused as as well i mean we were focused because we were doing so many shows but we weren't like not we in the studio plan. sense yeah yeah we were just playing live shows and like making quirky <laughs> songs called blame it on the <laughs> and like you know like so we actually took a dive into like trying to write real songs and then you know took me about you see it you see it from that from it's the coming. earlier I yeah feel like you know it's just it's like anything it's like when when uh kobe stopped like when he finally when he stopped playing with Shaq, he's like, I gotta do this myself. Yeah, I can't rely on everyone. I can't rely on me taking drugs on stage every night or mm-hmm. jumping in the crowd and crowd surfing just to make people entertain. Like, that's not gonna you know for legacy purposes. You, you need it's gotta more be than a that. song. They, it's, gotta, it's a song. They man. carry with songs. Them. Songs are king. I love it. 
I love it. Shout out to Charles Gooden. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about Key Largo. I actually rode my bike from Miami to Key Largo one day. How many, how many miles? 70 that? miles. In and one then, day you did it? And then on the way back, I got a flat tire 10 miles on the way back. Oh, and you rode your buck like a motorcycle? Bicycle. You biked to Key Largo in a day? When I was, uh, when I was uh, going to school at uh, how many, Miami. How many hours did you do that? Three. It took you three hours to bike 70 miles. It's like three and a half. I was cranking, man. I was cranking. Is it downhill? No, it's, it's like flat. Down. Oh, wow. It's flat. Went there, and then uh, I <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I woke up, and I was like, I want to I wanna do something crazy. And I got on my bike, went, and uh, I got there and had no idea what I was going to do when I got there. So I just went to the Publix and got a Gatorade. And then was like, Sweet. all right, well, I guess I'll... It's a ride back now. And like, so then I got on my bike and I got 10 miles back and I got a flat tire. So what did you do for I hitchhiked. Well, actually I didn't hitchhike. I was walking and like, I just kept walking. On and, the highway? Yeah. On interstate one or highway one. And, uh, a, a, a F-150 Ford just U-turned in the middle of the road and turned around. And I was like, hmm, this person could be me <laughs> but i have been walking for two and a half hours so i'm gonna let yeah <laughs> like so what'd he say he was like uh, you need a ride and i was like because it had been raining too so he'd obviously like i was just walking i had i had a cd player because it was 2003 and mm. there were ipods but i still had a cd player i had three i th- had three uh uh cds with me i had 50 cent get rich or die trying <laughs> Uh, Jimi Hendrix Greatest Hits and Jay-Z The Black Album. Oh, Those yeah. are my three CDs. And it had went out. It had shorted out from the rain about an hour and a half earlier. Oh. And uh, yeah, he was just like, you need a ride? And like, he just, this big burly black dude with a big beard. And I was just like, yeah, sure. And like, <laughs> nicest he, guy. Ever. He he rode, he drove me back to Homestead, which is, you know, like 20 miles below Miami. And then I finally got a hold of one of my friends at Miami on a payphone and they took me back to Miami. But yeah, that was Respect, my. Respect, dog. That was, That's that, crazy. That was my Key Largo. That was my Key shout Largo out story. Shout out to Key Largo and shout, shout out, out to Florida Hospital. It's good time, man. Okay. Okay. We are on our last birthday suit. All right. It's been fun. You definitely know this one. All right. Uh, born on February 12th, 1934. Hmm. Monroe, Louisiana. At the age of eight, our birthday suit wearer moved with his family to Oakland, California. Growing up, our birthday suit wearer loved basketball. He said his childhood star was George Mikan, the Lakers, uh-huh. who he met in high school. He hit a growth spurt during high school and was nearly 6'10". By the end of high school. Word. His high school won back-to-back state championships, and our birthday suit wearer ended up going to University of San Francisco. Our birthday suit wearer led the San Francisco team to 1955 and 56 championships and 55 consecutive victories. Say what? Our birthday suit wearer also did track and field, which I didn't know this part about him. Uh, he achieved a height in high jump of 6'9". And... A time in the 440-yard dash of 49 seconds. In 1956, our birthday suit wearer was drafted by the Boston Celtics. He went on to be a 12-time All-Star. Russell. A, 
Bill Russell. Yes. I didn't know he was from Monroe. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. That's pretty cool. And I didn't know that he went to the University of San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually like the only school that uh, that recruited him. Wow. Yeah. No, really? Oh, because he had a gross for like Rodman. Like. Yeah, and he was just so, he was sort of like Rodman, the fact that he had like no skill at that time. Isn't it crazy how Kim Olajuwon was like that too? Yeah. Like he wasn't a basketball player until later in what, college? Yeah. That's right. But like that's nuts to me too. Like 6'9 and high jump is insane. Like, I mean, I know you're 6'10, but jumping your height and then being that tall, that's ridiculous. All right, that's one last question. Will. Or Bill, I gotta go. Bill, really? Just I because go he's he's just because he's the team player, man. Yeah. Just be, and defensive. He he had that same. I've tried to find a Bill Russell signature for a long time. Tried to get like a signed poster of him. Hard. It's hard. It's hard. But he's like, I mean, I put him in. I definitely put him in the top ten of all time, easy without question. Maybe the top five of all time. I mean, I, you think about it. Eleven championships. Yeah, I know yeah. there were only like. 10 teams at the time, but still, like... I didn't realize how many times Jerry West lost to those guys. Yeah. Like, basically, that was the whole reason that Jerry West didn't have 10 championships himself. Like, it's yeah, insane. Will. And he's the only guy that won an MVP in losing the finals. You think Kobe's going to be the logo? Hmm. No. No? I'd, that That's one thing, like, I wouldn't mind it, but at the same time, like, I feel like it's... Like it's not it's not undeserved. I feel like they're giving it to him because they feel sorry that he died, which I'm just like yeah. that's not the reason it should be. If you change it, change it because you just want him to be the logo, mm -hmm. you know? Uh I mean I think he'd be a good logo. Like I don't think Jordan would make a logo. It wasn't no. the NBA, you know. Like he's got his own logo. That's yeah. that's his Who logo. Who would be the logo, the next logo? I don't know. Like that's the thing, is like I found out Jerry West doesn't make any money off that. Word. Mm. They say it's not him. <laughs> the NBA. Mm. That sounds about right for the NBA. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not you. No, be, no. Oh, man. I, be, I'm so Jewish. I'd be on that. That's be the first thing I'd be on. If I was Jerry West, I'd be like, my nickname is the logo. Like, no. why do you think it's the logo? But that's insane, man. Anyways, uh, Bill Russell, five-time MVP, 11-time championship, 11-time All-NBA player, two-time champion as a coach. Jeez. And his number six is retired by the Celtics. I definitely put him as... I. I I put him above Larry as far as greatest Celtic. Uh, all, yeah. But, like, that's the that's a tough thing for MJ, for Magic Johnson, is how he's just so locked mm -hmm. with Larry. But it's so funny, too, because, like, look at Mikan. Mikan was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But no one can put him it, in the race because it well, wasn't. Just because he was so early. Yeah, you just like, completely forget about yeah, him. Yeah, I feel like. So true. Yeah, like, Same thing with Will. And also, though, with both of those guys. And Bill. And I feel like all the tall guys always get, a, like, big men always get overlooked. It's always, like, because, like, I mean, even Shaq. I mean, yeah. Shaq was a crazy dominant force. But yeah, people right. are just like, eh, Shaq, who yeah, cares? Yeah, I feel bad for Shaq's legacy. He, he he also sort of turned into a journeyman at the end, you know, yeah. Phoenix, Boston, just all yeah, those all ridiculous teams, teams at the end. But then again, he wasn't taking care of himself either at the no, end. He weighed fat. like 430 pounds then.
Now he's got Papa John's, which doesn't help at all either. Wait, oh, what? God. But it helped. It helped Papa John's a lot. That was really smart for them. Yeah, they're like, okay, he's we have businessman, Shacky. Oh yeah, him and Magic. He's trying guys. to be. I was about to say he's trying to be the next Magic. I mean, he's got the general, yeah. general insurance. He's, he's got. The he's got. Uh, yeah, I was about to say gold bond. Gold bond. <laughs> he's got. He's got a lot out there, man. Shout out to Shaq. Shout out to Shaq. Shaq cry made me cry too at the Cope Memorial on TNT when they did that. He, he was. He, he was real serious about he it. Was, I mean, you man. could tell. And Shaq's just such a nice guy. Anyways, yeah. he doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. Talk about somebody that had fun. He had fun. He had fun. He always had fun. He was definitely a fun maker. Andy, we made it to the end of the show, but before we go, we need to know what's your goal for 2020? Hmm. 2020. I want to, I want this, I'm putting out a new record in April, and uh, it's, uh, I want to fight the mental health stigma. Nice. And if I could do that any way I can through my podcast, through my music, through anything, I just want people to know that they're not alone. Even the happiest guys like Shaq and me and everyone, you, we all fight our own demons. It's all in there. So true. So don't be afraid to talk to people because you never know, you know, this thing so tragic mm -hmm. and you never know when it's your turn to leave. So yeah. we might as well tell the people, like you said, you're telling people you're sorry for lying. Yeah. About. I mean, you feel better, right? Yeah. I don't even remember, but you, you feel, feel better. After you do it, it is quite cathartic yeah, when you man. do it. Yeah, man. I feel like it's like these weights. Yeah. Life is too short to hold all these weights. Let's I like get, it. Let's, let's, be, uh, let's be lighter. I like it. Yeah. Very philosophical, Lynn. I like it. Listeners, you can check out everything Andy, yeah. andyfrasco.com. Follow him on Instagram, andyfrasco. You can check out his podcast, fantastic podcast. You can actually cross-reference, if you want, a lot of the same guests we've had on the show. You can say... Like-minded, baby. Yeah, G-Love would be one of those. Yeah, you just crazy. you just I recently had him on the yeah. show. It was, good. it was a great interview, actually. We gotta actually. get you on the show. Say what? I'd love it. Right, I'd love being on the once show. I get, once I figure out, you gotta teach me what, what to do about... Uh, recording when we're not together. Okay. And then we'll do a we'll do, we'll a, do a phoner. Yeah, we'll do love a phoner. it. I love it, man. All right, guys. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out.